Hello and welcome to the Good Book Podcast. Today we will be discussing Daniel chapter 4. Previously or in the past we talked about Daniel 1, 2, and 3. And today we're finally finally in or on Daniel chapter 4 where we'll discuss King Nebuchadnezzar's humbling experience by God. I simply would like to title this Humbled by God. Um, and it will be discussing chapter four. I might have to break it up into two parts, but for now, I'll just try to get as far as I can um, to discuss Daniel chapter four. Before we go a little bit further into it, I'll just like to pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for this opportunity for us to be able to sit and hear your word and to study your word. Just pray that there might be um, some things taken out of it that might be helpful to each and every person that hears um, our discussion in our lesson on Daniel chapter 4. Amen. So in looking at Daniel chapter 4, some of the things that, or one of the things that you will most notice is you will notice that King Nebuchadnezzar is humbled by God. What we must know about King Nebuchadnezzar is that he was a great a mighty conqueror he during this time had conquered pretty much all of the world and everyone was pretty much at his command and at his demand to do what he pleased and what he willed um king nebuchadnezzar with all of this power no doubt probably not probably but did develop pride he developed pride in his heart and he probably felt that he was God himself. And as we look through the scriptures in Daniel chapter one, we know that that he tried to indoctrinate um, Daniel and, and Daniel and the rest of the Hebrew boys. Daniel chapter two, we see that he wanted people to tell his tell him about a dream or a vision that he had. And if they couldn't tell him, then he would kill him. And then Daniel chapter three we see that he builds this great statue or this great, um, this great idol for everyone to worship. And if anyone didn't worship it, they were thrown into the fiery furnace. And so now here we land in Daniel chapter four, where after all this time, and after all these years, Nebuchadnezzar is finally terrified about something instead of him terrifying others. And so it starts off by by um, talking about how he had a dream and he this he he wanted to know why he had the dream. And so I read a little bit of it and I'll start with verse four. Um, but before I go to verse four, I will talk about verses one through three. Um, this is Nebuchadnezzar basically noting or writing about his experience with God and how he was brought to a point of humility because of what God had done to him. And so in verse four, it says, I Nebuchadnezzar was at rest in my house and flourishing in my palace. I saw a dream which made me afraid and the thoughts upon my bed and the visions of my head troubled me. Therefore, made I a decree to bring in all the wise men of Babylon before me, that they might make known unto me the interpretation of the dream. And so 
here we first see Nebuchadnezzar um, have the dream and now he wants to know about the dream and so there are many different things that go on in our lives where we all have dreams um, and these dreams may or may not come to light but here in this chapter we see that this dream means something and it means something about King Nebuchadnezzar if we just take time to think about us being humbled by God there might have been situations where you thought you were God or you thought that you were greater or bigger or better than what you thought and God had to bring you to a point where he humbled you and I think about even just recently recently I I had a humbling experience by God where I um, have been exercising, I've been working out, changing my eating habits, and I thought to myself, man, you know, I don't think I'm going to get sick. You know, I've been been working out, I've been eating healthy, you know, I've been watching what I'm doing, and, you know, I see everybody around me getting sick, and, man, they, they, they're getting sick because they probably didn't exercise, or they're getting sick probably because they didn't eat right. And it suddenly got cold. And it got so cold um, one morning that I went out and I decided I was going to work out, but I wore light clothing. And as I was walking outside in my light clothing, I felt just the cold just go in my chest, extreme cold going to my chest. And I was like, man, I need to go put on more layers because I am not well protected in this element. And since I'm not well protected in this element, I can possibly get a cold. And that caused me to say, oh man, you know, I've been thinking that I'm the one that has been keeping me from getting sick. I'm the one that's been keeping me healthy when really all along it was the Lord. And if God wanted to wanted to um, allow for me to get sick, there's nothing that I could do to withhold or stop from getting sick. I can try all the medication. I could try all of the workouts. I could try change my diet. But if God wanted that to happen, it would happen. And so here is the same thing with King Nebuchadnezzar. Man, he has made it to the top. He has everyone beckoning at um He can call anyone and beckon them to his call. There's nothing that can stop King Nebuchadnezzar from doing what he does. And so the only person that can stop him is God himself. And so as a result, he had a dream. And isn't that interesting that our thoughts and our minds and things like that, what we think are automatically tested by God, just like those thoughts I had of working out, exercising and things like that. It was tested and I was humbled. And now my mindset has changed. My mind has changed. Yes, I still want to work out. Yes, I still want to exercise. Yes, I still want to eat healthy. But it is not me that is keeping me healthy. It's God that's keeping me healthy. And therefore, my point of view has changed and I need to start walking more so in the light of knowing that it's God that does it. It's not me. And so verse five, he tells him the dream and the thoughts that he had upon his bed. And then verse six, he just needed to know. He needs to know, look, man, why did I have this dream and what does this dream mean? And so he made a decree to bring all the wise men of Babylon that they might make known unto him the interpretation of the dream. 
And if we look at all in this world, there's so many people who want to know so many things that are going on in their lives, the issues that they have, um, the things that have happened to them. They just want to know and they need to know. But how should they go about getting it? They might go to um, a psychiatrist. They might go to a counselor. They might go to a therapist. And us as believers, we need to go to God, to God's word, to pastor, to brethren and to sisters who can help us work through these issues and point us not back to ourselves, but back to God. And King Nebuchadnezzar, he went. And he went to go look for magicians, astrologers, Chaldeans, soothsayers, and he told your dream before them. But they did not make it known unto him. Think about some issues you might have had that you had to go and tell someone. Think about some issues where you not only had to go and tell someone, but some issues you had where you did tell someone and they couldn't even help you with the issue. And think about some issues that you had that were resolved as a result of hearing God's word, of listening to God's word, and then not just hearing and listening, but obeying God's word. Nebuchadnezzar goes to the man of God last. He goes to Daniel. Verse 8 said, But at the last Daniel came before me, whose name was Belteshazzar, Belteshazzar, according to the name of my God. Nebuchadnezzar's God, and in whom the spirit of the holy gods, and before him I told a dream, saying, O Belteshazzar, master of magicians, because I know that the spirit of the holy gods is in thee, and no secret trouble thee, tell me the visions of my dream that I have seen, and the interpretation thereof. And so it's at last to where King Nebuchadnezzar now comes to Daniel. Because he understands that Daniel is different. He understands that Daniel isn't going to um, try to conjure up just sayings to tell him. He's actually going to go to God. And that's the same for us with our issues. We need to go to God with our issues, with our problems, and let him know what is concerning to us. And when we tell him those needs, we tell him those concerns, God can answer our issues. Not only do we go to God, you must read his word. You read and you study his word. You'll be able to answer questions and help people with problems that you never knew you would have been able to. Because you have God's word, you have God's spirit, and you have God's word. And then God gives you the wisdom to help those who are in need and those who are in trouble. If you're not studying God's word, you're not reading God's word, you're not talking about God's word, you cannot give anything back to someone who's in need and so here we know that daniel has a close walk with god because they said or it says here that he knows that the spirit of the holy god is in him and so from there nebuchadnezzar goes on to tell the dream and he tells him this dream and it tells him about the dream and then daniel is going to interpret the dream for him to let him know exactly what it means. So, so far from, from listening to what you've listened to, what we can pull out of this is that when 
we are being humbled by God. It is to bring us into a good relationship with God or to let us know that one, we are not God. So if you've been humbled by God, you've learned that you are not God. You are not a God. You can't do anything to make yourself live forever. You can't do anything to make yourself be worshipped by everyone. Wherever you are and what you are is what God has allowed for you to do. And you're only doing it because he's allowed for it to happen. And it's, our, it's his strength that we're using, not our own. That's first thing. Second thing is, is that pride gives us a false sense of ourself. It gives us a false sense. You're not who you think you are. I'm not who I think I am. Pride gives us a false sense of who we are. And so if pride gives us a false sense of who we are, then it's going to allow for us to act in ways that we shouldn't act and do things that we shouldn't do. And therefore, we're going to be misled and we will mislead people as well. And last but not least, we see those things, but we have to know that God is going to judge us. He'll judge us. And if you are a Christian, he's, he chastens us. He chastens us to allow for us to understand that we're his and we're not the world. He chastens us to direct us into the steps that will be pleasing to him and good for us. So this is what we see so far here in Daniel chapter 4. When we return, we're going to talk about the dream and how the dream has been interpreted and what Nebuchadnezzar learned as a result of him being humbled by God. Thank you for checking out the Good Book Podcast. We'll pick up on part two, part two soon. I hope that this has been helpful to you. God bless.